Take the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. He's Tate Frazier sitting across from me. I am Mark Titus. Producer Kyle's over there. We are... Are we, are we Titus and Tate or Tate and Titus? What you won. You, you're the top bill. I'm you're the Titus. Top. Titus. Titus and Tate. Titus and Tate and Titus sounds better. What was the reason we just we decided Titus and Tate? Just I because, think I didn't want to take shots by being first. You know, because yeah. people are already upset that I'm head. on your podcast. So I, I went second. Yeah. Tate was getting a big head because, <laughs> like, every third Bill Simmons podcast, Tate chimes in with, like, a, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Bill. And then that's it. And then. <laughs> God, he became this guy super, shut up. <laughs> he became super famous, and we had to. Uh, Keep me in check. Keep, keep me humble, guys. So uh, we we are taping this Friday, uh, casual Friday. It's it's currently about two p.m. here in Los Angeles, where we we both are. It's um, so casual, Titus, that I have the exact same clothes on that I wore yesterday. Yeah. And I got pointed out by producer Jim. So thank you, Jim. Uh, so there there are some games today going on. If if for some reason you're listening to this Friday night, Saturday morning, and I don't know, some, as we're some talking right now, happen. Virginia is playing Virginia uh, VCU right now. I yeah. think that's like the biggest game that's happening and as then, we speak. And then you're saying, why didn't you talk about how Ty Jerome had 45 points and, and it's because... what about Devin Hall? What about his three point shooting? <laughs> and the answer is the answer is because we're we're taping it um, as it's happening. So. Uh, not a ton happened since the Champions Classic, but 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 things did happen. UCLA needed overtime to beat Central Arkansas. Is that mm-hmm. the Scotty Pippen? Yes, uh, alma mater. Congrats to Scotty Pippen. A lot that was like the number one thing. It was like, was Scott? I think Kyle Anderson even tweeted. This. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I saw. What, I saw what, was Scotty Pippen playing <laughs> in this Scott- game? <laughs> No. My favorite thing about UCLA is uh, just their entire program is the alums. Yes. Um, and the most notable being Bill Walton, but like the, the alums who complain about the state of UCLA basketball, no matter what it is. Uh, like like Kyle Anderson, I, I didn't actually see what you're talking about, but I know that I, I guarantee Kyle Anderson's going to be like this all season. Um, and that, it's not that's like, why he's a great Spurs player because the Spurs is basically like a college team. Like when you go to the NBA, it's like playing for a university. Right. So he just popped right up to the Spurs. Like he's still basically at UCLA. He stays really connected to the whole program. The really the, nice. the Ben Howland era uh, with Bill Walton calling the games was like the happiest <laughs> I've ever been in my life. It was like watching those games and Walton God. just. Oh, I almost get, like I get a little you know choked up when I think about Kevin Love making an outlet pass to, like Josh <laughs> Selby you know up ahead or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. UCLA goes like three straight Final Fours, and Bill Walton's bitching about how <laughs> they didn't win any of them. And uh, good times. I think he's the backup point guard. Uh, the other another Carlson. another notable thing: Northwestern mm. lost to Creighton. The uh, the big Northwestern Renaissance. In Chicago, it's uh, pressure now. So, yeah. like, we saw Northwestern, we saw them rise, and they got to the top of the mountain. But now everyone's back; they're bearing down on them, and I don't know if they're going to handle. They're they're already spiraling at this. It's point. the difference between the hunter and the hunted, Tate. It's the uh, age old, the <laughs> age old, the prey. All right, conundrum of sports. You know, you do, you, like, do you blame that they don't have a home arena right now? Is that the problem? <laughs> I think that's what that's, it is. That's got to be the excuse. Or maybe just playing the same building as DePaul is just losing. It's every just seeping into you. every dog likes to bark at the mailman, bark at the mail truck. But when he finally catches up to the mail truck, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, "What am I? What am I doing? What was here? this about? What was all this about? What's that's the Northwestern. About? They yeah. got there. They don't know what to do now that they're here. Uh, the other, the other big thing, just kind of thinking broad strokes, was Michael Porter. We're gonna get to him in a little bit. The mystery, the mystery of Michael Porter. Mm. No one has any idea what the hell's going on with that guy. But uh, there was one marquee game, I think, nationally that kind of got everyone's attention in college basketball this yep. the, the last few days since the Champions Classic, which was the last time we did a podcast. So if you're kind of late to the game and you're wondering why aren't they talking Champions Classic, go, go uh, back to go yeah, back, just rewind. Hit the subscribe button. Go get the uh, go get the last one or previous. Uh, the 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 Xavier Musketeers went to Madison, Wisconsin. Yep, showed zero class, no <laughs> class whatsoever, Tate, and beating Wisconsin by ten points. Wisconsin was up sixty six to sixty four with two and a half minutes to play. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin has a two point lead with two and a half minutes. They end up losing by ten in regulation. And I, I gotta say, no the, class from the Xavier Musketeers. I was gonna say they blew it. Oh, they blew. It. Ooh, I like that. I see. What, I see what you it. did there. Yeah, they did it. Uh, see, so we get to talk about college basketball in general, like. When someone loses a game in professional sports, it's just like, oh, that team lost. In college, there's like all these technicalities yeah. that people get upset about. It's like, you know, if you do like the wave or you do like the shush shine, if you storm the court, there's like all these little things that will upset people. And in this game, Trayvon Blewett did the shush shine. Trayvon Blewett hits a three. Yeah. The, uh, I think it was the second. So, yeah, Wisconsin was up 66 64. It was yep. about two and a half minutes left. 
Um, blew it. Then then they tie it, and there's like a minute and a half or so left. Blew it. Hits a three that hits the hits the rim. Hits off the backboard, and then goes in. And I don't, I don't think he shushed him then. I think he hits. No, that a, was the first one. That was the first one. Yeah. And then Ethan Happ goes for a steal. Gets a steal. Has it. Mm-hmm. Loses it. <laughs> yes. And then there's like a run out. Blew it. Hits a wide open three. That that because like Wisconsin was out of position because they had the steal. Uh, 66. 69-66. And blew it. Does the shush to the crowd. Not that much longer later, uh, JP Sleeves, which by the way, no more sleeves. Formerly known as JP Sleeves, and and so JP Makura, yeah. who we called JP Sleeves last year because he wore full length sleeves all of last season. Um, he's not been wearing the sleeves this year. Mm-hmm. I man. thought I thought it was just like a one or two game thing. If you don't wear sleeves in Madison, Wisconsin, they that is like the coldest place. And I know <laughs> it's only November, and I know like in January is when it like really gets cold. But they they turn the AC on. Mm-hmm. I've played there. I played there four times in my mm-hmm. career. They turn the AC on. They have like ice underneath the thing. It's the coldest place on earth. If he's not wearing sleeves there, I think the sleeves are done. It's it's very sad. Are you telling me that they actually like turn the AC? Like, I swear why? they do. It's the coldest. So that's that's how that's how Wisconsin. You, remember like when Bo Ryan was cooking, like he had great things going at Wisconsin with like all these buzz cut guys, like the, the yeah. era of the buzz cuts, and you couldn't name a single player on their team because mm-hmm. you're just like these guys are bums. They would never lose at home, and everyone. It was like the the most head scratching thing. It was like the, the the best home court advantage is like Kansas. Well, duh, it's Kansas. They have the field house. They have five stars and the field house, and it's Duke. It's like, well, yeah, that's Duke. It's, they're great. They also turn the heat on. Yeah, they, they do the same. Yeah, thing. but but like Opposite. at least they have like NBA players, and they're great. It's just a, <laughs> is it is it because the gym or because they have a great team? We don't really know. Both. And then like there would always be Wisconsin on these lists, and mm-hmm. everyone would be like, wow, this is pretty shocking, isn't it? Like Wisconsin is. Their best players, John Luer. How are they? How do they always win these games? I'll tell you how they win these games. It's like thirty degrees inside the gym. Mm. They play with that Sterling basketball. They're the only, the only because like I hate that. I, there needs to be a rule that you get to pick like like one time a season, like one away game where you get to pick the basketball right. as your team because it's 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 messed it's up. Ridiculous. The way they set it up. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. People that play with the rock. That yeah, ball is totally different than any other. Wisconsin ball ever play plays with, with the. St- I've complained about this many times, um, but I will complain about it many more. They play with the Sterling basketball. Uh, they're the only school in the country that has the Sterling basketball. Mm. The story is that Bo Ryan in 1941, when he was a young whippersnapper coming up in the coaching ranks, tried to hold a coaching camp in like the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, mm. like Lacrosse, Wisconsin. That's the first one that came to mind because I think Bronson Koenig was from there. I was trying to think of a, a random city in Wisconsin. Uh, so he's holding this camp. He's trying to get like a, play, a sponsor for it. Which, speaking of sponsors, Tate and I need a sponsor. Spawning. Maybe, maybe Sterling will sponsor us. Probably uh, not after I. Yeah, <laughs> not the Rocky. Probably not after I'm going to complain about this. Uh, so he's trying to find a sponsor. He needs balls to run this camp. He 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 does the thing like the Josh Pastner where he wrote to every coach in the country and was like, <laughs> "Can I please come to your school and only Lute Olson return the the, yeah, the thing?" Yeah, Olson really. That, that's him, yeah. what Bo Ryan apparently does to all these ball companies, and they're like, "No, we don't care." And the one company that responded was Sterling. And mm. so instead of saying like, "Hey, thanks," that's all he really needed was to write a note that said, "Hey, thanks, appreciate it." He just said he decided, "I'm going to play with Sterling basketballs for the rest of my life, and I'm going to torture Mark Titus when he comes to Madison and tries to hit threes and warm ups because he has to shoot like this." This rubber turd of a basketball, um, and that's my story. Too. So well, that's what Wisconsin uses. They use this shitty ball. They they they, they turn the, the the temperature down, and that's why they win. But maybe that's why Koenig is such a good three point shooter now that mm-hmm. he's gotten to the NBA because he gets to play with a normal yeah, basketball. Yeah, because the, the NBA and balls, Nigel Hayes is the same thing. Like he's improved since he's gotten to the NBA. Because the NBA balls suck too. I yeah. play. I don't know if you ever shot one of those. Yeah. Those things are slippery as hell. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were used to shooting shitty balls. It was probably like an improvement, honestly. Like yeah. the Wisconsin guys are the only people that go to the NBA and use like a better ball than they use in college. So anyway, we're getting off track. Um, Makura catches an alley oop and does a gator chomp. Mm. Uh, which, Very strange, right? No, it's not. So I, I, I here's another story that yeah. I learned from my travels to Madison. The gator chomp thing, like the. I, I don't know why I'm I'm doing it because no one can no one can see if us. You're, if you're watching the video, you can. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, yeah. You can, you can see me do the Gator Chomp. The Gator Chomp thing is like a Wisconsin thing, too. That's like supposed to be a Badger Chomp. So I, I knew this because... All right, so that's our new question for the week. Do Badgers Chomp? If they do, please send us video. We will check it out, and we'll make sure that I'm going to tell happens. you how I know this. We played the first... When I was a freshman, when we played at Wisconsin, we played the day... It, this was to to, to to give people a time I, timeline ideal. This was the Greg Oden team mm-hmm. uh, at Ohio State, 2006, 2007. Uh, Wisconsin had a really good team that year. They were ranked in the top five all year. We go to Wisconsin. Our game is the night after the football national championship. And that gotcha. year, Ohio State played Florida mm-hmm. in the national championship. 
Ohio State runs back the opening kickoff, then gets absolutely destroyed. The Ted rest Ginn. of the way. Yeah, Ted Ginn breaks his foot. Yep. They get absolutely destroyed by Urban Meyer, who's coaching at Florida at the time. So then the next night we're playing Wisconsin at mm. Wisconsin, and we come out of the huddle, and it's like the, it's a huge game because I think we're both ranked in the top five, and all the students start doing the Gator Chomp, and I was so pissed because I thought they were doing it about <laughs> yeah, the Florida yeah, game. Yeah. I was like, we're we're not the football team. It, it like it, it made me so not mad because I was like, we're not even the football team. We don't, I don't care that they lost. We're but we're you know we're separate. We're a separate entity. Uh, I was so mad that I wasn't mad that I became mad. It was like the weirdest thing. And I didn't understand it all. The inception then, of madness. Yeah, and then I looked it up, and I, I, I guess that's like something they do. And that's the weirdest. Like, yeah, they that makes no sense. I actually, now it makes sense that Florida hit the shot on them last year because they were like, "That's yeah. our chomp." Well, I saw stop, someone stop stealing. Yeah, that. I saw someone. Uh, someone said Mercure was doing that because he was like rubbing in last year's tournament thing. Oh, the which, would, which would make it awesome. That would actually be great. That would be awesome. But I, I'm guessing that the Wisconsin students did the, the thing to you him. You think it's he more it like, a, like a, I don't know. Yeah. It can't be a full <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a full. It's like the full, it's, it's a weird, I don't know. That's Get embarrassing. Anyone, do, do, come on. Do the thing where you hold up the W or whatever it is. I don't know. Wisconsin. But um, so, the story coming away from this game was is doing the chomp at the fans. Blewett's shushing them. Steve Stricker, uh, PGA Tour, Wisconsin fan. Always a pair, always paired with Tiger Woods at a Ryder Cup, like that 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 <laughs> random dude. That's him. Uh, Steve Stricker tweets, and and I'm reading word for word his tweet. I am embarrassed for at Xavier men's basketball, a good team. He, he said they're a good team, so it's not that you know. That's fair. That's fair. Just like us, we just we being, call people yeah. good all the time. A good team, but I've seen, but I've never seen some of the bush league things <laughs> I saw tonight. Clearly, Chris Mack doesn't mm. have control of his players. See, I like that because. When you attack the coach, then yeah. it puts the onus on them yeah. to be like, you got to control your players. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not on a player because everyone's like, the dude, you're attacking an 18 year old kid. Is, what are you about, Steve Stricker? No, Chris Mack I'll, as a I'll man. Yeah, what's the, going on it's, here? It's the thing where uh, you know the, I, I deal with. It, I see this a lot because uh, again, I'm Ohio State alum. So when Urban Meyer guys get arrested, mm. and it's like the third. What's happening with your program, it's, Urban? It's the third string long snapper got a DUI or something. <laughs> everyone's like, Urban has no control over these kids. Why doesn't he control 130 kids every? single year and watch them at every second of it yeah that, that's the move it's just yeah you've lost control always of go at the coach so Stricker was not happy Wisconsin fans were not happy um what we failed to mention so far is that Wisconsin students one uh like to get drunk um, yes spoiler alert alcohol is a big deal in Wisconsin <laughs> uh they they were chanting asshole and little dick little that was the one that was my favorite one little, they started chanting little dick at a uh, jp mccura um so my i don't know who started it but uh we don't see that anymore yeah. let's just say because I, i've been to a lot of games and when jj reddick was at duke oh yeah boy did he get some chance that <laughs> they would not be allowed today to be yeah. said and i can't even say it on a podcast or crowd after running up the ladder for 15 hours I so I can't believe that they got away with that, and I can't believe that it's happening. But in 2017, like Wisconsin, I lived in they're a playing by their I own lived rules. in a Big Ten bubble up until like I got to high school, and when JJ Redick started going to like Maryland, that was oh. that was when I got introduced. They to were that. worse than Carolina fans, I think. I was like, Maryland. oh shit! So other places take college basketball just as seriously as the Big Ten. Wow, this is awesome. We did the this acne. Is- uh, I'm the Dean Smith of podcast, so I don't cuss, but it was acne a hole. Uh, and they would just chant that acne a hole because he used to have all this at JJ because JJ have, had acne. On he the- had this back acne. Oh uh, really? Like, and he used to wear. He used to not wear a shirt underneath the shirt. When you go to Duke, they make you do something to make you like detestable in some way. Like, you get a weird haircut, or they like you get what they do weird stuff over there. But his back, he had terrible acne on the back, and that was his freshman year. And people used to chant acne a <laughs> hole, and you know it got to him, like because he started wearing a shirt uh, after that. Like he started wearing this long sleeve blue shirt. He started and, wearing the, the cutoff. Yeah, too. Then he started, the, the cutoff. When he, when he brought disgusting. the cutoff. That was like his junior oh year God. when he thought he was the man. Uh, it was great. That was a, we should. We should do a show where we just do fashions of college basketball. <laughs> and the cut, the JJ Reddick cutoff was oh my god. Losing the sleeves hurts though for JP. I feel like he's not the same guy. No, but he's got the, the dude. I, I, th- I th- my my theory is this: he's kind of jacked. Like he's got the he's got the veins. No, it's changed my outlook on it. Yeah, you know? I think I think he hit the weight room hard in the off season, and like he had a moment where he was like curling or something, and he was looking in the mirror, and he's like, I gotta I gotta let these puppies breathe. Because we should say that the the main reason that most guys wear shirts, uh, it's not because like they like having a shirt on their jersey, it's because they're a little self conscious. Oh, absolutely, about it. that's all it's about. Absolutely. Like John Hinton, his freshman year at Carolina, like he wore the longest, like <laughs> right. it was like the triple XL, like all the way down to his like elbow, uh, his long sleeve shirt. Yeah, you he can was t- nervous you about can tell it. how guys feel about themselves based on how they dress, like yeah. the baggy shirt guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Khalif White at Temple, he was like fat, <laughs> so he wore like a baggy shirt, you know, and he got buckets, but he was just like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm good with the baggy shirt. That's fine by me. Um, another thing that stood out to me, so so Blewett was killing. Um, mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to talk about National Player of the Year candidates in a second, um, but we first have to talk about Brad Buzzcut. Or is it Buzzcut Brad? Brad, da- Brad Davison, the guy in Wisconsin. Yeah, the, I think we freshman. should call him Buzzcut Brad. Is Buzzcut Brad better than Brad? Yeah, I think so. Buzzcut Brad. Do you know when I knew that he played at Wisconsin and he was going to be great at Wisconsin? He had a three and he banked it in, but it was like one of those cash banks where it's like a swish bank. Yeah. And I was like, that guy belongs here. And I'm a, I'm really excited for his whole run. We mentioned him in the preview pod. Uh, yeah, about how, a threat. About how we just saw him in the exhibition games yeah, and stuff. All I, all I had seen was a picture of him and I thought I had an idea. <laughs> and I was really close to what, but he's better He's better offensively than I thought he'd be. I was expecting more of like an Aaron Kraft, like I'm, I just play really hard. I can't he shoot. plays really hard. He though. does play very hard. Let's not downgrade. He's got, yeah, he's got a stroke though. Like he was, yeah. he was trying to pull step backs. Uh, he had one where he, I think he missed it, but he went like step back baseline. I was like, damn, this dude's like a freshman off the bench, just gunning like he that. definitely That's is crazy. a scorer. Like yeah. he's there to score. Which also, is my sources tell me um, I have to fact check. I I, don't, I didn't actually write this down, so I don't remember. But I, my sources were telling me that maybe he was a high school quarterback. I don't know if that was. <laughs> I believe it. No, they said it like 300 times last night. It's like, that's, you're, you're going to hear that all year. He's, he, was, he, was, he was a high school quarterback. That's how you know he was like. I want to say this for the people that are, I've gotten a lot of crap about like names and pronunciations and all these people. When I watch games, I'm usually editing a podcast or listening to another podcast uh, for my job. So I don't listen to these so announcers. To like the I literally have no idea. I literally watch you. players and it's like whoever stands out to me. And then I look at them and I read them. So. Don't come at me with like, did you hear what Vitell said about it? I don't listen to him. I can't. There are a lot of bad college basketball announcers today. Yeah, they are. On. And that's but why I don't They're so bad, they're fun. Um, we, we, we could do that too. We should have a week where we make you actually listen to games and we'll like power rank our I mean, our I favorite. miss Dan Shulman. I want to hear him, but yeah. I just don't. So yeah, Brad Buzzcut. I love him. He's going to be awesome. Rolls up the rolls up the pants, uh, has the buzz cut, has the Wisconsin look, yeah. high school quarterback. Has, has just kind of like the Wisconsin face, if we're being honest. Like that's part of it too. It's Isn't like, he not, 34 too? Yeah, he wears thirty four. Yeah, <laughs> most innocuous but number you love, could ever find. I love the uh, the uh, uh, the high school quarterback thing is just like so funny to me because it's only like a certain kind of guy that yeah. gets that. Like, there. Do you understand that like half the guys that play college basketball that also played football were probably their high school quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is not like a rarity. It's because you're sport. a superior athlete. Yeah, like you're the good athlete, your... so we're gonna give you the ball. Um, but for Especially some reason, small towns, like people it's always like the that. little white guys that like are like the I don't know. It, it's the weirdest thing how they always bust that compliment out. Like you never hear that. I, like how many times do you think Allen Iverson when he was at Georgetown, they're like he was his high school quarterback too, and like that proves that he's a good player. It's like no, we don't need to say that because he's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So Trayvon Blewett uh, had, I think he had 25. I didn't actually write it yes. down. He's, he's, he's 17 for 17 from the free throw line on the 100% season. 100% on the season. Leads the whole nation. He's averaging 25.3 points, yep. 7.7 rebounds, yep. 2.7 assists. Uh, Tate and I were, were playing in for the pod today, going over uh, guys who we thought were in the hunt for National Player of the Year, because that's that's the move. you got to start talking about that stuff right now. It's important. We just got to put it out there, just so everyone knows where you stand. You can't, you can't, you can't give it time to breathe. You can't, nope. let, you can't like wait a little while. You gotta, Don't let it fester. Right out of the, right out of the gate, we got to have our candidates. Um, by the way, we need, we need a unified trophy. Is it the Naismith? Is it the Wooden Award? You know, like college football has the Heisman. Which one do you care more about? I think it's the Wooden Award, right? I see. I, I I I sometimes think Naismith. I don't know. This is the point. Well, we there's like a, there's a list online where they have uh, like if you go to NCAA.com, I think where they have like every year the Wood and the Naismith. And like sometimes most now like they all just match up. But if you go back in like the 70s, like when it started, it's like mess, different every single year, which is really cool. Didn't uh, like O three TJ Ford and David West split it yeah. or something? I th- I'm trying to think of that one. And then uh, did Morick did Morick Morrison and Reddick split or no? No, Mor- Mor- Morrison won one. I think he won he- like one, like probably like the U.S. writers <laughs> of of the Spokane <laughs> Daily News, like gave him something or I don't know because I I was more of a Morrison guy when I was coming yeah. up, so I uh, I remember he won. I was like, yes, he got the his Albuquerque national player. Free Press says that he is. <laughs> I thought he. The I, national player I, I remember in my mind they split National Player of the Year awards because I think he won something. Well, but, they also uh, were covered the exact same way, and that was the best yeah. part about him. So like, if you were where I was from, like. Everything was JJ Reddick centric. Like you know, you get the covers, and it was like regionalized. So it was yeah, like yeah. everything. Like if you were you know west of the Mississippi or whatever, you would get the Adam Morrison, and then if you were east, you would get the JJ Reddick. But they were literally like you could just switch names out in the articles. Like he's a grinder, he's a scorer, he's the new face of college basketball. It's like okay. Right. I remember Morrison. ESPN did a story one time where they talked about how Morrison 
it was a huge deal that Morrison and Reddick texted each other. Mm. And this was like 2006. Yeah. So it was like... They were supposed to play each other America, in the title game. Yeah, America <laughs> wants, to, wants the, to pit them against each other, but these guys, you know what? They actually text. And you're like, whoa. Turns out they're friends. Whoa, they text? Whoa, that's crazy. No kidding. <laughs> Does he have his AOL name? <laughs> yeah. They're on AIM all the time. Uh, so Blue is... We, we feel like there are three guys who yeah. are ahead of the pack right now in the early stages. Bluett is certainly one of them. Alonzo Trier's got to be mentioned. Uh, in three games, he's averaging 30. He's played three games, and he's still averaging 30 points a game. It's amazing. Uh, 3.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Um, that that would be wild if Trier – how many teams have the number one – like if Aiton, if Aiton plays his way into the number one draft pick, which I don't know how plausible that is. Aiton has had a double-double in every game he's played. We should say that if Bagley if Bagley's gonna have a wearing start what if Bagley starts wearing goggles because he got poked in the eye and like he can't see and he's then he gonna wear to a sign. mask he's gonna wear the Kyrie black mask I've Michael already. Michael Porter no one we're gonna get to him in a second no one has any idea what the hell's going on with him uh, who's, we don't who's, even know if Michael Porter can play basketball this right year. who's who's the foreign dude who uh, Brodzianski no no the uh, <laughs> the guy that for for that's gonna be drafted I like Don, Luka Doncic yeah he, yeah we can't do that when was the last time like a European guy went number one was it in the oh five or something yeah look Bargnani six, oh, six. Yeah, yeah, Bargnani. yeah yeah we can't do that we're not doing that so, actually uh, that was oh five Bargnani because remember the Pistons won the title but then they had the number one pick and so they drafted Bargnani to like fit in with their team but their team happened to be Rashid Wallace Ben Wallace Tayshawn Prince Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton oh, yeah. yeah I don't think you're gonna fit in with them Bargnani I don't think that was gonna no work. no that was oh six oh, oh, was, oh, oh five was Bogut Okay, 05, 05, was, 05 Bogut, was Utah yeah. Bogut, and then it, yeah. then it was 06, okay. Yeah. They, they made it to the finals, and they lost the Spurs, and then they drafted Barnett. The, the point I'm making is Aiton has a chance to play himself in a number one draft pick. Um, Trier is National Player of the Year material. How, how, like, how, many, how many times has that ever happened to have the number one pick and the National Player of the Year and have them two separate people? That'd be crazy. Uh so we have Trier, we have Blue, and, then and we an have FBI investigation. And an on FBI top of investigation. It. That's a one, two, three right there. And we have uh, Grayson Allen has to be mentioned, uh, who, as it turns out, is actually good at basketball. Um, you forget that people he, forget two, two years ago had a great year. Um, all this controversy around him was not manufactured out of nowhere. It was he was tripping people, but the reason we cared that he was tripping people was because he's actually really good at basketball. When yeah. You, when you take away all the other stuff, the guy can play. So I, those are the three guys. Are there anyone that you feel like is lurking other than those three? I'm going to say it. You're going to hate it. Bruce Brown. I don't know if I hate it. Miami? Yeah. Already had Has a he triple, put up numbers already? Already had a triple-double this season. Oh, okay. Come on. Like, this guy's been great. Miami's an amazing team. I think we even discussed, like, how... Yep. I think the big thing that people forget about Miami, they only start watching them when they beat Duke, which yeah, is, yeah. like, in February. Yeah, I think you said that in your piece. Today, I was like, yeah. yeah. It was my like, power rankings. I was like, why That's is that That's how it works, because yeah. Miami, Miami plays, like, a... Uh, I'm not going to say weak. I'm not trying to like degrade Miami, like whatever. They just don't play like no, but they're number eleven in the country. Like, they don't watch play. Them. They don't play nationally relevant non-conference games usually. They're yes. not. They're not on on a you know. You don't just turn on ESPN and see Miami playing a top ten team and like whoa Miami whoa yeah they're not in they Atlanta. Kind of they're not yeah. in Maui. Yeah. They just kind of fly under the radar and then they always beat Duke in January and everyone's like whoa. Duke lost to Miami. Duke sucks. And Don't you like, feel like well, every year everyone's Miami's like, pretty good. can you believe Larry Nega's the coach of Miami? Yeah. I feel like every <laughs> yeah. year people are like realize he's the coach. It's like he's been there for like six years yeah. now and he's like constantly winning and he's constantly got a program. Yeah. Uh, so That's my sleeper. But That's your sleeper? Yeah. And, uh, then, and then Chris Clemens from Campbell who leads the country 33 points per game. He's basically... That's such a lazy move by you. What do you I'm mean? I'm going to call you out. That's such mean? a lazy move to just like... My sleeper's the guy leading the country. In no, 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 no. I've known Chris Clemens. Chris Clemens, this is from North Carolina. He's playing in Bowie's Creek. This is a bias pick. It's not okay. a lazy pick. Okay. It's okay. a bias pick. Chris Clemens is basically like the new Steph Curry. He's like Isaiah Thomas. He's like 5'9". He just gets buckets, but he's like small, mid-major guy <laughs> that can just score on anybody. You, okay. Go right. watch him. That, that's legitimate then. You, you actually know stuff about it. But that's like the move is like if you're, you know, I don't know, if you ask, if, if, if you tweet at Seth Davis and you're like, hey man, give me a <laughs> give me a sleeper pick for National Player of the Year. Seth Davis, I guarantee you, is just going to Google who's leading the country in scoring. And he'll be like, oh, I like this guy. He's like, watch Campbell. out for Kendrick Nunn in Oakland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so... Trey Young, the one guy we were talking about him uh, yes, in our previous Oklahoma. Oklahoma, he's the 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 question about him about Oklahoma as a team is like everything I heard about him was like he's good. He's going to change the program. Yeah, is but he's also kind of a loose cannon. He's going to like throw it <laughs> into the third row a lot, and he's going to be the guy that averages the the Evan Turner triple double, where it's like mm. points, rebounds, turnovers. turnovers yeah. yeah, my favorite. Um, the Evan Turner over 
uh, the Turner. I don't remember turnover. Tur- Turner. Turner over. Uh, Turner over. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young is off to a great start. 18 points a game. Yeah. 11 and a half assists. Per Leads game. the country in assists per game. Yeah, he does. And he, and on top of that, he's averaging 18 and a half points and four and a half rebounds. That's pretty good. So he's off to a pretty good start. Uh, it's pretty, 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 good. pretty good. But the one name we have to mention that you're you are trying to uh, stifle, sti- keep your no, you're trying to keep your homerism <laughs> at bay, but you know you want to say it. Mm. Your friend, my friend, Luke May, the brow, the brows, the yeah. I don't so, know. I feel like him and Anthony Davis should have something together, like because yeah. they're both the brow. But like, I don't want to take. I don't want Luke to take the brow away from Anthony Davis. But I don't think Anthony but Davis Luke, embraces it. Enough. Luke has. Luke, ha- I, 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 so I hear what you're saying. Luke very clearly has two eyebrows. Yes, that is true. He does have, he does not have the unibrow because I, I researched, so I wrote about Luke May for my power rankings piece on theringer.com this week. Dot com. Uh, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, and I was research. I like I I I was on page seven of Google Images of Luke mm. May because I was just trying to get inspired by. I was trying to think like the whole point of it, the piece or my little section on Carolina is I was trying to think of a nickname, and we're gonna workshop these in a second. Um, but I kept like I stared into those eyebrows until mm. they started staring back at me, mm. and there's definitely a, a there's a, a break, break there, yeah. but. I think the more that he continues, to, like I think he's averaging like twenty three points per game, which is like very Jordan esque of him to do. Like, yeah, very on brand. If he just gets it like to a point where he's averaging like twenty seven thirty, it just it just, con- it just continues to slowly <laughs> go. It's like a caterpillar just like slowly going across. That's what uh, I'm hoping for. So Luke May twenty three points a game. Yeah, nine and a half rebounds a game. Yeah, two assists a game. It's beautiful. Are you ready to say he's, he's car- hitting like step back jumpers like Dirk? He he he's had this in him, by the way. Like he had this in him last year. I remember yeah. going to to Vegas to watch the first Kentucky Carolina game when the game when Relique Monk had like forty seven. That game was up and down. Mm-hmm. So much talent on the floor. Luke May checks off the bench and he he, he, he carried himself Kentucky. like he was the guy. He was like, I'm the best player out here. I'm gonna shoot fade step backs, yeah, with a hand in my face. He was killing that game. And I I've I respected him ever since then. The best pre pregame quote before the Elite Eight game against Kentucky was they they were asking Cal like what to worry about. You know you expect the usual canned answers are like you know that Joel Berry's not too bad. We need to watch out for him and we don't want Kennedy Meeks to kill us on the inside. He was like I'm worried about number thirty two. He didn't even know his name. Yeah. He was <laughs> like, I'm worried 32. about number thirty two <laughs> off the bench. He was like that guy killed us last game, especially on the boards. Yeah, Luke May had like sixteen rebounds <laughs> against Kentucky. <laughs> But he's so fundamental. The, just the question, Tate, in all seriousness, is Luke May like the, some part of you wants to make him some sort of punchline because he he hit the shot to beat Kentucky. He's got the eyebrows. He didn't really play that much. He's, he's great. He, he had like the walk on thing going, which, by the way, I th- I don't think that's true, right? He wasn't actually a walk. No, he's he, preferred. He, scholarship he has, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he had a scholarship the whole way. But like that was part of the story too, to where it became this whole thing where it's like hilarious that Luke May is actually good. It's not funny anymore, is it? No. He's well, actually like very, very he's good. He's actually always been good. I mean, his dad was the quarterback at Carolina, so people don't know. Oh, even... so that's how you know he's good at basketball. Well, just <laughs> athletic, right? Like, oh, no, just... it's the quarterback gene. Yeah, he's it's the, the quarterback, quarterback gene. <laughs> so like, it all checks out. And then I think the funny thing with Luke is that I think most Carolina fans are very sensitive because it seems like people only care when we have like this great white guy. So like when we had Hansbro, everyone was like, yeah. Hansbro's so good. But it's like, no, we had Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, right, Danny Green, right. and like all these other guys. So now the same thing is happening. It's like we have Joel Berry and like, you know, Jalik Felt and all these guys are coming to their own and everyone's still like, that Luke May. I don't like <laughs> <Luke> May. <laughs> so that's how I, I would mind it. my daughter being that. He, he could take my daughter out. I, I like that Luke so May. So I think boy. that's what the reservation yeah. is. Everyone's like, we got other players. Yeah. So, uh, I in, in my power rankings today, I, I said we need some sort of campaign because mm-hmm. uh, Joel Berry, who's a friend of the program, friend um, of the program, is is the the face of Carolina basketball right now. Absolutely. And if we're going to make a push for Luke May to win National Player of the Year, he's got to take a step back. We don't have to. We don't have to to rip Joel Berry. He no. can have his own separate campaign, mm-hmm. but we need some sort of campaign for Luke May. Well, he should go for the Koozie because, Award. That's what I've been trying to think. Yeah. Like, so he should just That's be like... That's a classy move. He's a, like the Kendall Marshall That's move. That's a very like, classy I'm move. I'm trying to win the Koozie Award. Like, I'm the best point guard in the country, but the greater goal yeah. is my teammates. He's not trying to win... Yeah, and you can just come out and say, like, that's super humble. Like, I'm not trying to win any awards, but you are trying to win an award. But, yeah. but you're not going for the I'm a point the guard first. Year. Yeah. That's yeah. what he's gotta say. We gotta get we gotta get Joel on here to talk about this. We gotta <laughs> yeah. Um, so Luke May needs a needs a uh, uh, a campaign, and people were throwing out hashtags. Mm-hmm. The, the hashtag I threw out because as I was writing that section, it was like three a.m. I was in a very again I was on page like seven of Google Images, just trying to find inspiration. And I I the hashtag I threw out is terrible. The eyebrowsal arousal. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was terrible. I, I I said it to myself. I, I started watching the game back. 
And I said it to myself like three or four times as I was watching Luke May, and I just started dying laughing. I was like, I'm going to go with that. But um, some people some people submitted some better ones. Um, the, the two that stood out to me are Luke Bay, hashtag Luke Bay, B-A-E. Mm. I'm not really sure how I feel about that oh, one. That's I'm very, not really a Bay guy. Yeah, that's very, you know, coastal elite. Are you a commentary. Bay? Do you, do you say Bay? Even no. even I, ironically? I, no, ironically I did when it first, but that was like two years ago, you know? We've, I still, we've yeah, all grown up. I still don't even really say Bay. I don't know. I'm trying to just, I mean, maybe my, I'm just yeah. older. I don't know. My girlfriend says Bay. Really? You know, but like, oh, man. it's tough. That's <laughs> tough. Congrats on having a girlfriend, man. That's, oh, that's, that's man. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> Kyle loved it. Kyle, Kyle loved it. That one. Kyle's dead. Uh, the, other, the other hashtag, I actually like this one, is yeah. <laughs> hashtag it's going to be May. Like the, uh, the NSYNC, oh, NSYNC yeah. Justin Timberlake thing. Yeah. But like it works because you stare at it and you say, who's going to be the national player of the year? It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. I think that might, my own might be the winner. We'll have to keep working. Mine on this. is Luke May made it. Like Mike Will made it, but it's Luke May made it. But it's, it's not gonna yeah, work. I don't know. But we, we have to have some sort of some sort of campaign. So none of this is gonna matter. Luke, like like Barry's he back may now. Win. Barry's gonna start killing. I Luke, think he Luke, might win it. Luke May's gonna. You really think so? You know why? Because the officials love him. <laughs> Isaiah, really? Isaiah Hicks couldn't get a call last year. I mean. There's just no way he would get in. I wish that I could replace Isaiah Hicks with Luke May because this year Luke May is getting every. It's like Tyler Hansbrough again. Yeah. They just love making calls. And Gonzaga for him. fans love this. They love hearing a North Carolina fan complain about how you, you, you can't get any calls. They're, they're well, loving this. Hand. Had it been an actual fair they're, fair they're game, I mean, Zach Collins would have fouled out with like a 12 minutes left. They let him hang around a little longer. So, uh, National Player of the Year right now, three horse race. We have some dark horses. Bonzi Colson's kind of, he's, yeah, he's still fine. Miles Bridges is doing good. There's, eh. He's all right. We we got to get him at the four. Yeah, he's got he's got to play his just his play right your position. position, man. But he's putting up numbers. Like he, yeah. like the thing is, the Duke game, we felt like he kind of disappeared. He he was actually doing what? Like he hit five threes. He was we, scoring. We he would was, say he just wasn't as good as he should. Ben Lammers been. is in the conversation, right? Yeah, he's only played one game. I still and think he he's had in twenty four and ten. Yeah, I still think he's in the conversation. Uh, I'm trying to think about who else I've seen that's really popular. Traymont Waters, honestly, at LSU. I watched him play. He had like five steals in the game I watched. I got a sleeper for you. Who's that? Uh, hold on. Give me a second. Let me Google who the second leading scorer in the country is. <laughs> oh, oh I got it. It's oh, Matt Mobley. Oh, yeah, 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 there you go. That's, oh, I've been a uh, huge fan of his. The way he, you got to watch how he... Just the way he approaches the game, just uh, yeah, really inspiring. <laughs> Guy's a uh, scorer. He's just a gunner. So let's let's look forward to the to the week ahead in mm-hmm. college basketball. Next week is kind of the the big. So the, there are two announcing the arrivals of college basketball. The first is the Champions Classic every year. Which That's, we're, eh. it's it's, it's is it, eh. are we announcing the college basketball arrival or are we announcing the NBA? future draft pick arrival. Yeah. That's kind of what that's become. Let's watch it? the four guys between Duke and Kentucky and Kansas who are going to go to the yeah. NBA next watch year. Yeah, watch the one-and-done guys. Yeah. That's what that's become. Mm-hmm. It, it started out as like, a, ooh, this is a big thing. But yeah, it's become that. So the real sort of, this this next week is the week that people, you, you have games on in the middle of the afternoon. You're home from Thanksgiving. Maybe you took the whole week off. Um, These are the games like you walk inside and it's like, oh my God, Creighton's playing UCLA. This will be fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like the second half and mm-hmm. 12 minutes are left and like Marcus Foster well, is 18 and you're like, oh, okay. it gives you It gives you like a March Madness sort of feel. Yeah. That it's just games on. You can just flip back and forth. You got games every, all day, every day. Uh, so let's look ahead to some of these tournaments that um, we have coming up. First you're of, smiling. First you, of all, you're, you're I just want to. Well, I just want to talk about the problem with Thanksgiving tournaments, and the problem is that we have too many tournaments. I just, we, we have we a have, lot of tournaments. We have so many tournaments that I'm actually going to just throw out some names, and you're going to tell me if you think it's real or not. First off, Emerald Emerald Coast Classic, real tournament. Emerald Coast Classic. Yes. That is true. True. That's, that's in, true. That's in Destin, Florida. That's November 24th and 25th. The oh, stars yeah. of that tournament are Tennessee Tech and Maryland Eastern Shore, so be Ooh, sure to check good. that one out. Uh, another <laughs> one, the GCI Great Alaska Shootout. Great Alaska Shootout's real. Now, <laughs> hold on. The Great Alaska Shootout is the one getting squeezed out of all this. I think they're like, I don't even know if they're going to continue the Great Alaska Shootout. This might be the that last year. That used to year. be the thing back in the day. It was like, the you had the Maui... I think the great. I honestly think like Great Alaska Shootout is like the the oldest or like second oldest. Yeah, of these well, it was always, it was the Maui partner, so like yeah. you would you would always have cool the thing. ESPN had both the rights to those. So yeah. it was like just in case you had a, didn't have enough basketball. That tonight, hurts, man. Santa Clara is playing Idaho later. I'm a big Alaska fan. Alaska is my favorite state in the country. I'm 100 percent serious. I love. Have Alaska. you ever been there? Yeah, I have. It's a, it's like heaven I've never on earth. Been. I love Alaska. So anyway, continue. I love Alaska too. Sorry, Alaska. <laughs> I didn't want to be mean. Uh, Wooden Legacy Tournament. That one's true. That one's in Anaheim, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All That's right. a real one. Uh, all right. Last one. The Elmer's Glue Special Classic Edition 
Just kidding. This is all made up. Uh, but those are all real. I just can't believe they're all real. And I just kept reading them out. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is weird. There's just too many, there, tournaments. There's too many tournaments. We need Maui. We need the NIT in New York and Madison Square yep. Garden. And we need maybe the CG, the GCI Alaskan shootout just for the sake of the, the history. Pursuit. We need to get the Alaskan shootout back. We need to fight. That, that's the big. I think thing. we got to cut Atlantis. We got to cut this Wooden Legacy tournament. Uh, we need we need to convince college basketball programs to take seven hour flights to Alaska in November. It shouldn't be that hard. It's we can that we hard. can do it. We can hard. do it. Uh, yeah, Maui Maui was always the one. The Maui field. Well, let's go over some of the the fields for this year. Maui this year. Uh, the premier teams: Wichita State, Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, Michigan and Marquette. That's probably it. That's probably all we really care about this year, right? Well, you don't care about Chaminade? Eh, come on. I always like to check in on Chaminade to see how they're doing. Do you know Chaminade one time beat Ralph Sampson? Do you know this? <laughs> been riding that for like 40 years. <laughs> uh, so, Mount, not a not a great field, I'll be honest. And and I say this as someone who, last podcast, said Wichita State might be the best team in the country, and, and you gave me shit for that. That's what um, I said. This is the – I mean, this is the thing. Wichita State's going to win that tournament. I'm really hoping that Notre Dame shows up. and let, This this could be the game. We we're talking about sleepers for National Player of the Year. This could be one of the early ones where Bonzi Colson just Bonzi. goes off against Wichita Dude, State and beats them, and then Maui is out. a perfect place for Notre, Notre Dame-Michigan game in Maui. Mm-hmm. They're gonna play in the second round if they both win. Yes. Oh my God. That's Maui. The gym is like designed. Remember when Adam Morrison had like six thousand points in Maui? That's when people lost because, their like, minds for him. Yes. Yeah. Because the rims, like, are, they have the softest rims. It's hot as hell in there, and shooters love hot gyms. Notre Dame, Michigan, like the two most fun teams. I do, I, I just now I'm looking at this as I it didn't even cross my mind as I was like prepping for. Yeah, for we the get podcast. Wagner like, on a big. We're gonna get Sarah. Notre Dame and freaking Michigan in Maui. Yes. that's amazing. That's gonna be awesome. I changed my mind. I am excited for Maui. <laughs> uh, so Wichita State Notre Dame is kind of the championship game that yeah. we're uh, that Maui is kind of shooting for. They want which that would be the eventual championship. There could be upsets. Maybe Michigan gets in there. Maybe Marquette wins. I don't know. That would be on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, that's the Maui Invitational. The big one that's kind of like, are, are we ready to say it's overtaken Maui? It, that's what that's the whole point of this conversation. I think it is. Maui, yeah. I'll tell you, the date that Maui died as far as being, in, in North Carolina played in Maui last year. It was a great tournament. I enjoyed it. There was a great North Carolina-Wisconsin game where I was like, wow. Did they win Maui? Yeah. Isn't and, that their thing? Like they yeah, win the national win, title when they win Maui? Every single year they win the national championship, they, they win in Maui. It's really strange. But in 2008, North Carolina played in Maui the year they lost to Kansas in the Final Four and got blown out by Darrell Arthur and them. Uh-huh. They played, it was Hansborough versus Herringody. And for people, <laughs> people, if you want to go back and watch something hilarious, go watch the coverage of Tyler Hansborough and Luke Herringody before that game because they they acted like it was the showdown of the century. It was like bird magic. It was like Herringody, Hansborough, who is the man in college basketball? It was Holy so great. Hell. So that's, that's when Maui peaked for me. And then oh, after like, that, it's, after just, that it's, it's been just kind of sad. And 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 what what's taken its number one spot for a lot of people is the battle for Atlantis. Yep, that has been the you have the these games are like in a convention center. And so I've been the to the battle for Atlantis. Have you really? Yeah. So I went in 2014 when North Carolina was there uh, to cover it, and it's literally in a hotel. Like it's a casino right here. So when you come out of the games, like you'll see like Lon Kruger playing like on the craps table. You'll see Roy <laughs> Williams like playing blackjack, and you like see some of the older players, you know, like just yeah. sitting there and like playing. So it's the best. So like if you're a fan. You just like sit around the yeah. casino. You get to talk to some of the players, talk to some of the coaches. We had UCLA there when I was there. Oklahoma was there. North Carolina was there. Butler was there. They get, they get great it teams. Was great. They're getting great teams again this year. They got Vill- like the 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 championship game they're shooting for is Villanova, Arizona. Yes, that, that's supposed to happen next Friday. There could be upsets. Maybe it's not going to happen. But that that's an insane game. That that that's going to happen in Atlantis in their little cosmic. It looks like a it looks like a bowling alley on like cosmic bowling night. That's yes. the, that's <laughs> yeah. the aesthetic they're going for down there. The battle for Atlantis has kind of become a bigger deal in Maui. And it's a and small it's, venue. Like when you watch the game, like Carolina played Butler in that tournament, and there was like probably 40 Butler fans and like 40, 60 Carolina fans, and we we're all just like sitting in this one little area. And it was like it was awesome. Is that in the Bahamas? Yeah, it's in Nassau. In I don't Bahamas. like it. We gotta, we gotta, we can't have like the premier <laughs> tournament be not in America. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I we think have to fix that. Someone, I think DeAndre Ayton is from Nassau. Mm. Arizona's, he's gonna. Oh my god! I know. I'm just saying. Like, I think this tournament has now trickled down to like the generation oh, of like, so like basketball players in Bahamas. Like, like go to oh. this tournament. It's like a whole thing. Like, so it's people like love it's like the way the Raptors. 
we're put in Toronto, and then now we're getting this influx of Canadian yeah. guys. It's like Vince good. Carter was like sold his soul to Toronto to become the Michael Jordan of Canada to make an Andrew Wiggins and all these other guys. So it's like how the world, the World Cup, how the United States hosted the World Cup in '94. Now we're seeing all these talented. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what happened so to Freddie Adu? No. Uh, so Atlantis has kind of become the big thing. Um, I, I don't. I don't think I like that. I want to see Maui. I, I mean, it, let's be honest. It's just because no one wants to take the flight out to Maui. We, well, it's just, it's, can we just talk about some of the games that started? Like we got NC State Arizona is going to be a great game. People are going to. Is uh, it? I think so. I, I I believe in Kevin Keats. We know that. <laughs> I'm a Kevin Keats believer. I like that team. Braxton Beverly, your boy from Ohio State. Titus is having technical difficulties, Spill just spilling his water everywhere. He heard Braxton Beverly and got <laughs> shook. He, he lost him uh, to, North, to North Carolina State. Uh, I think Purdue Tennessee is going to be a fun game. Uh, I'm excited to watch that. I don't know. I think the Baha- I think that's the best tournament that you can watch this whole weekend. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. even Western Kentucky. Like that's a good yeah. program. Mitchell like, Robinson's going to try to come back during the yeah. <laughs> halftime. He's going to he's going to show up at halftime, and change his mind. Um, so that that's yeah, it's Maui, Atlantis. Uh, we also have, and and part of the reason, if you look around, if you start like researching all these tournaments, it'll it might jump out to you that the fields are weaker than usual. I, I certainly I already said that about Maui. Um, I think that the I don't even know who's in the NIT tur- the preseason NIT. I it's look- Virginia. I'm going to tell you right now. I remember now. looking it up and just being underwhelmed and saying, You're going to you know, be freaked out right now. It's Virginia versus Vanderbilt, aka the non-bag versus the bag, and then you got <laughs> Rhode Island versus Seton Hall. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's keep neat, it going. Neat. Yeah, those are those are teams. Those are teams that'll be playing. Cool. Uh so um a big reason why these fields feel weaker this year is because Phil Knight, the godfather of the bag. The bag. <laughs> the godfather of dropping the bag. Uh, like Sonny Vaccaro might be the godfather. F- Phil Knight is just the god. Yeah, like yeah, Sonny yeah. Vaccaro is the he put in the infrastructure for the bag to be dropped. We gotta f- we gotta figure out the hierarchy of this. Phil Knight is just like he went from like making shoes for people to run around a track to dropping the bag for millions to making, of dollars to and making, making his own tournament duffels. when he's eighty. Yeah, he makes very nice duffel bags. Um, <laughs> so we're having Nike in Portland is hosting the Phil Knight eighty. The PK80, PK80 Phil Knight Invitational, they're, they're I calling think it is like the official the, name, yeah. I've seen people say like the first... Well, they're game. trying to make a hashtag PK80. Yeah. Because uh, like they definitely did some market research and they were like, all right, it has to be four letters and <laughs> yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. and put yeah. it together. So we have, um, in, in, in perfect college, bas- college sports fashion, we have a very confusing situation where there's like two tournaments going on, but they're all under the same umbrella. It's two brackets, but they don't play each other at the end. So it's a victory bracket and a motion bracket. And I will say this for Phil Knight, and I've always had problems with like who he has in his legion to. Is it North Carolina? Is it Duke? North Carolina's in the victory bracket. Duke's in the motion Ooh. bracket. So, thanks, why did they do the? Uh, remember the flight and force thing that Nike had going on like back in the early two thousands? We had like team flight versus team force. Yeah, and then they did like the second coming, yeah. uh, like the, with like the Joel Santana song. They've they've yeah. tried a lot of motion emotions. motion. So we have the motion bracket that has the likes of Duke. Florida, Butler, Texas, Stanford, Ohio State, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Um, yeah. and Portland State. Don't the teams forget. are really good. I think Duke, Florida is supposed to be the championship game. Is what yep. they're kind of shooting for. Ohio State will probably end up winning it. Um, they're looking good right now. Looking really good. Those Buckeyes, they're coming. Um, I can't tell if Titus is <laughs> always just staring at me with his mouth agape, like, "What the hell are you saying?" <laughs> uh, and then the victory bracket, Carolina. Oklahoma, Yukon, Oregon. Yeah, Carolina got the easy. Th- oh, Michigan State's in there too. Yeah. So it's going to be Carolina, Michigan State in the final. That well, here's my prediction on this one. I, and I, I hate to say this as a North Carolina fan. I feel like Oklahoma is going to beat Arkansas, and it's Oklahoma gonna is going to have Trey Young, and he's going to have like 27 and 15, and Oklahoma is going to somehow beat North Carolina. Ooh. Okay. Actually, I'm not even going to say that because Oklahoma never beats North Carolina, even dating back to Blake Griffin. So let me recant on all that. North Carolina will play Michigan State in the final. Yeah, so those are the two Those are the two uh, things that we're looking forward to. Um, outside of that... Good for DePaul. I will say this. DePaul, get, I make fun of DePaul a lot. I'm glad they're in this tournament. They get to play Michigan State in the first game. People will watch them play. DePaul squeezed into this? Yeah. Wow. You know why? Why? Uh, our boy, Pat Ewing, pulled out Georgetown from this tournament. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Pat Ewing, yeah, Georgetown is out, yes. And then I think he got to, I don't know if he got to pick the team that replaced him, but I, I think he did, because like who else would have picked DePaul? It had to be a Big East team probably <laughs> yeah. for like, because uh, you can't if have... If I was Chris have, Mullen, I'd yeah. be upset. I'd be like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. wh- Where's the old Big East that I knew? That's hilarious. So um, do you want to talk about Michael Porter? We've yeah. we kind of putting it off. I know you're excited to talk about this. We're going to call this the Michael Porter Jr. mystery. Mark Titus, 
Michael Porter Jr., number one player in the country, our guy. His brother went there with him. His dad's there. His sister's there. Mm-hmm. His mom's there. Everybody that has ever been named Porter is now on the Missouri campus right now. But the main man they want to watch is not playing basketball. He's only right. played two minutes. Played two minutes. And he just got pulled out of the game. It, was, it wasn't even a – it was basically just like a tease. It was like when Tiger Woods hits like a little wedge shot and you see it on Twitter and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> Tiger's coming back. You know, it's like literally that's all they gave us. And now we're at this position where – Michael Porter Jr., they say it's a hip injury. That's what that's what it comes out, right? That's the first thing we yeah. heard. It's a hip injury. And then he doesn't Tuesday, he doesn't even sit on the bench when they play their game. He and everyone says he's in the locker room. He's not even on the bench. He's not even on the bench, right? So hmm. if you have a hip injury or something, usually you're just in a suit, you're on the bench like most places would do. Right. But they say he's in the locker room, whatever, he's not gonna come out. And then they go, they travel. He doesn't fly with the team. And everyone's like confused, like why? If it's an injury, even if you have an injury, right, in college basketball, and you're on yeah. the team, you still fly with the team Absolutely. wherever you're gonna go. Yeah, I was injured my entire senior year, and I just like flew, flew around the country. And yeah, got free and you just wear your tracksuit, yeah. and you just like put on a nice yeah. suit if you're supposed yeah. to. So he doesn't do that, and then they ask Quanzo about it, and they're like, "What's going on here? Is it how's this hip doing?" He's like, "It's not a hip injury; it's a leg injury, and hmm. it's day to day." Hmm. So he's got. Wait, the, what? Wait, what? He's got the. So he's got the hockey. Situation where the hockey people, like you see the hockey games, they, they report it's just like upper body injury or lower body injury. And that's, yeah. it's, they just keep it like super vague. That's how they're doing it. Interesting. Huh. But what? Huh. But let's, there's, let's ask the tough questions here. There's no way this is an injury. This guy is smiling saying, all the time. Are you saying he is out with a, with a pulled duffel bag? Is that <laughs> what you're, are you saying the real injury was had something to do with the bag? The bag. I think there were too many bags. And I think that. Huh. I think that they're trying to to figure out what happened with all the bags that yeah. were in play, and I don't know where this ends or where this leads to. But I will say this: I, if I were a Missouri fan, I'd get used to the team I have, which is not a bad this team is, at all. This is the ultimate uh, test of journalistic integrity for all those journalism school people. Like Missouri has the great journalism school. Yes. What do they do here? Do they do they like? We're giving you the story right now. Yeah. Go we're, report We're it. giving you the story. Yeah, Go we're throwing it. out there. But in doing so, you're going to have to sink your program. <laughs> Are they going to do it? This is the test, Tate. How, how good of a journalist? If you don't do this, Northwestern and Do you Syracuse, want to enjoy your basketball games wait, or do you want to report a story and do your job? Northwestern journalism program is going to be the one that everyone knows. And does Syracuse have the journalism or just the TV people? No, it's, it's journalism. Is it, yeah. They're gonna broadcast jump, TV is broadcast, their specialty. Yeah. You know. That's not real journalism. Not, like, <laughs> not guys like me that... Chase it's all the and type it up. So yeah, what is it? What are the Missouri kids going to do? That's the interesting question. Quite the dilemma facing them. I don't know what happens with this whole Michael Porter Jr. thing, but I feel like we're going to have one of those press conferences uh, with like a, a weird, like you know, no no Missouri stuff on this back wall with like a black you know green screen behind him, and he's just going to have to give us a speech like why he won't be playing at Missouri this year and how much he appreciated the yeah. opportunity from Coach Quanto Martin, and, and, it, and it kills him that he couldn't <laughs> be out there with my brother. Like he made his brother reclassify. Yeah. What the hell? His brother's he like hurt his brother's stock. His, his brother, his brother's like sixteen years old. He's supposed to be a sophomore in high school, and, and they were like, "No, nah, let's just jump. Let's just skip yeah. all of high school." He's like in class. Up to, he's like, "This is hard." This is, whoa! I don't learn anything. This. But I am a, I'm a high school graduate somehow. It's amazing how it works. If you're good at basketball, they just let you skip everything. It's crazy. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm bummed out because like I don't. I mean, I want to watch him play. I want to watch him play. I, I I say it over and over. I don't watch these kids when they're in high school. I wait for them to get to college. The so crazy thing about it, Mark the, Titus, is that I do watch them play in high school, and I haven't seen Michael Porter Jr. like play a lot. Like I haven't seen him play. Like every single time I'd see him, he just looks so cool. And like he, everyone just like is attracted to him, but he doesn't necessarily play basketball. Was he the one that was killing in the Drew League, or was that Bagley? That was Bagley. That was Bagley. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> I know nothing about him. Hey, I got one more thing I want to do with you. All right. Do you know who John Rothstein is? I do. You're on Twitter, right? I, so I use the I use the Twitter app. Yeah. So John Rothstein, uh, for those who don't know, he is a robot. He's everyone's favorite Twitter bot uh, who covers college basketball. Um, Have you ever met him in real life or seen him? In no. Real life? No, but I want to very badly. Friend of the pod. Yeah, he's, he's probably a friend of the Probably not, actually. But yeah. he's just like a, <laughs> John Rothstein is... We're not uh, the right algorithm. John, yeah, I'm sure you know who John Rothstein is if you're listening to this. But uh, yeah, he's just like a... He, he has he has a ton of catchphrases. He's he's very hard to explain. Just go Google him and you'll find a lot of stuff. That's But anyway, one of his catchphrases is using the term palpable buzz. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he says there's palpable buzz for... 
One Shining Podcast, for example. He's like, I'm, I'm hearing about this new podcast, One Shining Podcast. Palpable buzz. Top five on the that's charts. How he, yeah, that's how he says it. So what he did over the summer is John Rothstein, who is, again, is a real journalist. He's, all, he's got boots to the ground checking all these teams out. He goes around from school to school, goes to practices, and he actually covers like the shitty schools that you and I will never even mention and don't care about and mm. never care about. Mm. Um, he, he goes to these practices and talks to coaches, and then he starts tweeting about like the guys he's, he's hyped for, and he says there's palpable buzz around this guy. So what I did here, Tate, was I thought it would be fun to compile the list of all of the things that that John Rothstein said there was palpable buzz around during this past offseason. So these are all the things this summer that he said we have palpable buzz about. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yes. You understand the premise? I get it. Okay. So we're going to start with number one. The first thing last offseason, when the offseason started, the first thing he said, palpable buzz for Missouri. And we're gonna we're gonna so as, the, as a whole, just the yeah, state. The whole, well, I mean, like Michael, like the idea. There's palpable buzz in Columbia mm. uh, for the for the season coming up, right? Mm. So they're two and one. They have no Michael Porter. He's not even traveling with the team, as we just said. And they just lost to Utah by 18. So I don't know. I don't think there's really palpable buzz there. That's that, a dud, not a buzz. We're, we're, we're yeah. I I, sh- I should have mentioned this too. So like po- the point of this is like we're going through to check like what we're checking to make sure the buzz checks out. Yeah, we're checking to see if the buzz checks out. Number two, Brian Bowen's visit to Oregon. <laughs> wow when the, when the nike bag doesn't work he said there was palpable buzz in oregon when brian bowen is out visiting um then he says missouri again a lot of palpable buzz for missouri mm. he says arizona that one's working out arizona yeah. there's well i mean come on yeah 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 yeah, come on. yeah. uh cb he said there was palpable buzz surrounding cbs's coverage of the american athletic conference tournament this coming season so that's yet, yet to happen we don't know we don't know how that's going to work well, out like CBS is excited yeah. about it's gonna it be, like they're going to show one game on like CBS Sports channel 220 Adam Zucker is really pumped or something. for yeah. CBS yeah. Sports Classic uh, USC they didn't look great against North Dakota State by the way no they but they're, they're they're still okay we still like them uh, some event that he went to in New Jersey can't report on that one uh, some <laughs> AAU game he went to in Vegas can't report on that one uh, CJ Seaforth of Iona who has not played a game, mm. who has not even gotten in a game. And I and I tried to figure out why. I, I searched if he was injured. Is he suspended? Who is this guy? Couldn't find anything. <laughs> I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, Dylan Ositkowski of Texas. Ooh. He's the guy who transferred from Tulane. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen Texas play yet this year. But he's averaging 15 points and 12 boards. So he's been all right. Pretty good. Palpable buzz for that guy. Pretty good. Uh, Jamuni McNeese from Oklahoma, who played 16 minutes and scored one point against Ball State. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, JJ Caldwell, Texas A&M, who he said was the buzz was beyond palpable. What does that mean? What is the next it's level beyond, of palpable? Yeah. yeah, it's BPB. I'll tell you what the next level yeah. is. It's uh, JJ Caldwell suspended for the first five games for DUI. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a buzz. <laughs> yeah, a lot of buzz. Too much buzz. It's a lot of buzz. That's 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 he had a very palpable buzz. <laughs> uh, some Under Armour showcase for high schoolers that he went to over the summer. Who cares? Uh, Missouri yet again. This is three mentions of Missouri. I think I think we're finding the root of Michael Porter's curse. Is John Rothstein <laughs> saying the buzz was a little too palpable? Uh, he's feeling the palpable buzz for Creed Two, which comes out next November, about a year from now. Is he doing like entertainment tweets yeah. in the middle of this? Yeah, Creed Two. Creed Two. Is- I love. Oh, I love the I love their first album. Hopefully the second one's good. Uh, a guy named Charlie Brown at St. Joe's who hasn't played yet because he hasn't uh, he has a wrist injury. Uh, a Great guy uh, he he said Kai Bowman's work ethic. Mm. Not Kai Bowman. Kai Bowman plays at Boston College. He's yes. the guy with the red hair. He's great. Yeah. Uh, From North Carolina. He, he called him a gym rat and said his work, there's palpable buzz around his work ethic. And he's, he's been good this year. He's got 14 points. He's averaging 14 points. I think like he changed his hair, right? I think, I think he got rid of the red hair. Uh, I only know him. As, I mean, I I'm know. Not, That's why I said. I think it was a big mistake. I'm not up to speed on Boston College basketball. Is it my, <laughs> uh, Makai uh, Ashton Langford of Providence. He's doing okay. Five points a game. That's all right. That's, that's uh, not enough for not, palpable buzz. Not enough buzz. for palpable buzz. Uh, Colin Gillespie of Villanova averaging eight points a game. He's a freshman. He's doing okay. Palpable. Shy Gil- Gilgis Alexander. How do you say his name again? Gilgis. Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander. Gil- Gilgis. 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 Just Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> Shy Gilgis Alexander, uh, who you and I love. Pal- the buzz is the buzz is palpable love for this guy. Is a stretch. He's a good defender. My God. I just tried to put my shy words in your mouth. Love. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just I was just trying to keep you honest. I'm trying to I had to think like so I was listening back to our first three podcasts and I noticed we say that we love a lot of things and I and I, I noticed like the other one of us would just be like, Yeah, we do. And I just thought I could, I could throw some things by <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> we love Duke. <laughs> uh Najee Marshall, Xavier, uh, who on the season is or no, at Wisconsin he was over two. Scored uh, one point, so not really sure what the buzz is about that guy. Ray Spalding went one for six, fouled out, scored two points, and had three turnovers in Louisville's only game. I do love Ray Spalding. I do too. I like him a lot. But and I will say Dang Adele played 39 out of 40 minutes in their first game. That's probably not a good sign. Yeah, that's not good. Spalding, I think the buzz, I think he knew the buzz was a little If only they had another five-star on campus yeah. that played small <laughs> forward that could, oh, okay. Uh, we got a few more. Uh, he went to some alumni event in St. Louis at St. Louis University that he got invited to. He said the buzz was palpable for that. Mm-hmm. No word if it was a gala or a luncheon or a banquet. Um, so I, I can't report on how. I bet it was a banquet. Probably. It feels yeah. it feels like a... Gala's too fancy. Gala's too fancy for John Rostein. They yeah. don't let robots go to those. Uh, Miles Kale of Seton Hall had palpable buzz over this over the summer. He's scoring seven points a game, averaging 18 minutes. Okay. Who get to play in the uh, NIT? There's, there's palpable buzz for DePaul's new arena. Um, they they built a new arena called Wintrust Arena. It's seven miles from the campus, as Rostin reported. It's a big year for DePaul. Uh, he said Rosemont was 18 to 20 miles away. It's a huge difference for them. Huge. Um, so the new arena holds about 10,000 people. First game that they ho- held there, they hosted Notre Dame. Almost sold it out. Nice. Looks like he was right. Uh, second game, they got 4,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not, not quite, quite palpable. Not buzz. quite palpable anymore. Uh, Elijah Burns in Notre Dame. Um, he plays about ten minutes a game. Uh, Demonte Williams is IQ. Frank Williams is son. His IQ has a palpable buzz. Not himself. Mm. Uh, he has two assists, zero turnovers this year. So I don't know. Maybe Good he's ratio. Got some IQ. Uh, Adonis Enriquez at St. Louis has not tr- has not played in a game yet, and nobody knows why. Um, he. The team is playing in the 2K Classic. He traveled with the team, but is not in the arena during the games. He's got the Michael Porter going on. Well, at least he traveled with the team. That's actually but, better. Uh, I'm, there's like a theme to this with Rostin. I think the Rostin's causing all this. Uh, Eli Brooks at Michigan has played 20 total minutes and has two career points. Mm. Uh, had had a three trillion last game. Chris oh. Wilkes at UCLA, who's their leading scorer. This is like the one that he got right. This is the but one like, with everyone the knows Chris Wilkes. But Chris Wilkes was yeah. yeah. He's averaging 19 a game. UCLA's leading scorer. Uh, Jordan Usher, USC, has scored one point in two games. And finally, Bruno Fernando at Maryland, who Maryland fans absolutely love this guy. Yeah. He's like the energy guy. He uh, He's he's averaging eight points a game. He's the hype man. He's the, he's the get the crowd going. So that's your update for those of you who uh, like to track the palpable buzz list. That was a pretty good list. That was all right. <laughs> I thought it'd be a fun segment. Yeah, I had fun. I, I so, learned a lot about John Rossi's interests, especially about um, Creed too. Anything else we need to talk about before we? Uh, not that I can think of. I will say this: I can't believe Kevin Alley won a national championship. I just want to throw that out there. Well, what made you think of that? Nothing. Just, just a thought I had. You just like had that thought. Like, yeah, I can't I was... believe that. I, uh, Kevin Alley, good for you, buddy. You just like woke up in a night sweat last night. You're just like, <laughs> it happens what? all Kevin? the time. I just wait. Wake, what? <laughs> I look at the list of champions. I'm like, Kevin Alley. Oh my god. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, if you, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at club trillion. He is at Tate Frazier. I'll, I'll say it for you. You want to say it? Say it yourself. They, they want to hear at, it from you. Yeah. At Tate Frazier. Uh, we are at one shining pod as a collective. Um, yeah. Talk to us on social media. We, we enjoy seeing the tweets. We enjoy getting the feedback. We enjoy being corrected. Um, are we doing a pod next week? Yes. It's Thanksgiving week. Monday. Yeah. We're out in LA. Are you going home for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but I'll soft. be back Saturday. Soft. I'm, you know where I'm going to be for Thanksgiving? Right here in L.A. Well, working. You're I'm a champion. Working. I'm an L.A. guy now. Welcome to L.A. I love L.A. It's awesome. I love the motorcycles. You got the the one thing about L.A., the difference between living in Ohio and L.A. is in Ohio, we do not have, um, when people are like, when you're driving, you, you don't have motorcycles just like weaving in and out of you on the mm-hmm. interstate. Or, and that happens in L.A. And All the it, time. It makes me shit my pants when it, every time it happens. I think it's just bold of those people. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 that's that's the one thing that's jumped out to me since I've been out here. So that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, like that's 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 literally <laughs> it. Like I, I the rest. Hey, of it welcome feels, to show business, folks. There's, there's like great weather. Uh, I don't know. The traffic's terrible, and then every now and then a motorcycle just like flies by me as I'm sitting in traffic, and I'm like, what? The? And then I get really mad at that guy, probably because I'm just jealous that I'm sitting in traffic. And there's a great Nathan for you thing where he uh, pays a guy. And he rides on the back of his motorcycle all the time, and it's a service. Like he tries, he's like, he's like, this is a way to get through traffic in L.A. Yeah, you it's just so, have a guy it, that picks people. It's up so on crazy motorcycle. that like people are just kind of used to that. Or I don't know. It's funny that people are like used to these things, and 
people in LA are. Used I have a to story, a by the way. Like, you know what else? You know what? I, I need. We need to get to the bottom of this. We're going off the rails, but who cares? It's it's a Friday. It's a casual Friday podcast, and I, I'm just going to go with it. I go to dinner, and I'm not going to name names. Like maybe there are Ringer employees there. Maybe there aren't. I don't know. We're not going to say. Um, I get invited to a dinner, right? First the first dinner I get invited to out in LA. I've I'm never excited. got invited yeah, to a dinner. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to come grab dinner with me and some friends? I'm like, sure. That sounds fun. I heard LA has great food. I'm ready to check it out. Where mm. are we eating? Uh, Morton Steakhouse in Beverly <laughs> in Beverly Hills. One, one, like I, there are Mortons all over the world. Yes. I don't like. I want to try some LA food. Two, you pick a fr- you pick freaking Beverly Hills like an expensive steakhouse. I'm a guy who I don't spend more than I don't spend more than ten dollars on any meal for any reason whatsoever. Right. Yes. So I get invited. And I'm like, I, I should probably do it. I'm going to be living it up. My, my friends and family aren't going to care. I'm going to tell them I went to a nice steakhouse in Beverly Hills, and they're going to just go wild and think that I'm, you know, like a millionaire now or something. Like, I finally made it. There's, their baby boy made it. Um, so I go to this dinner, right? And, and my strategy is I'm going to get the cheapest thing. That's yes. always the strategy when you go to these steakhouses. I don't appreciate, like... Aside. The, 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 I want to get the smallest thing without drawing attention to myself. Yes. For everyone's like, you're, you obviously you're, have you're no weak. money. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even about the money. It's just like the principle. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to spend $200 on a steak. I don't care that much. It's just, you know, like I'll go to a freaking grocery and buy a steak and throw it on the grill and I'll probably make it better than they do anyway. So I picked the smallest, the cheapest steak. This, the, all the sides are shareables. They all cost like $30 a piece. This is a ribeye, right? You picked a ribeye? I forget what it was, but yeah, it was like the cheap, yeah. it was like it was like sixty dollars still. Yeah, um, I get no sides because like I'm not trying to spend twenty dollars on mm. a side. I don't want to be held responsible for the sides. Everyone else starts ordering sides. Mm. I was like, well, you know, if there's leftovers, maybe I'll get it. I'll, you know, scoop Yo. little potatoes. Do that. A little scoop, scoop. I don't get any drinks because like beer is twelve dollars just to get. A, I don't even, actually. I don't even know if they had beer. I looked for like a beer menu and it was like we have cocktails and we have like. Five thousand dollar bottles of wine, and that's it. Or we can just like, inject you with straight alcohol. Like, can I get a Can I get a Coors Light? Like, is that, is that, can we do that, sir? Please get out of our restaurant. Yeah. So I don't get any drinks. Everyone at the table does. I don't get any salad. Everyone at the table does. Yes. I don't get any appetizer. Everyone at the table does. I don't get any sides. Everyone else at the table does. Who are you with? I, I I'm not naming God. names. Everyone else is having the time of their life. I'm just trying to eat my little steak, socialize, be a team player. The check comes. I get out my my card i'm like i'm i'm going to pay i don't expect anybody to you know treat me or whatever um everyone kind of chips in and the waitress goes do you want to split that up and i said yeah we'll split it up and then a, a person i was with who will remain nameless said yeah just go ahead and split it evenly yeah yeah i had the same reaction tate i had the same reaction so I go to I go to this restaurant. I get like a little a little thing of of <laughs> so th- all your all your tactical work at this Almost, point. Yeah. yeah, everything that you've planned and put into place is now all for naught. Now we're all, all under for, the same right. playing field. So I get so I get like a little tiny. I, I got a fillet. It's, it's a coming back to me. I get like a, the tiniest fillet. Like I get the the six Four ounce, ounce fillet. fillet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was like sixty dollars. You, you had two bites of food. I was food. like I was like screw You're it. Still I'm gonna, starving. I'm gonna go to Arby's on the way home. <laughs> I get a, a, a four ounce fillet on like a massive plate. And I was like, okay, this is fine, whatever. I'm socializing. I thought I was going to spend $60 on it, which, like, I was already trying to, like, process that. I was like, yeah. I'm going to spend, with tax tip, I'm going to spend, like, $80 on a freaking four-ounce filet. I ended up spending $175. <laughs> what the hell? And my question to Did you Did you is, just start eating their food? You should have started going to their yeah. plates. Like, all right, well, that was the thing. this so is the side This all happened after, after we were done eating, and there was a ton of leftovers, like, with the sides. And, and the, by the way, they weren't just getting sides. Like, one person ordered the lobster mac and cheese, which is just, like, <laughs> fucking, like... I the mean, lobster shit. mac and cheese is, like, $100. Like, it's, like, I don't know. It, it, it's ridiculous. So, the, this this all happens, like, after... The, the, we have all the leftovers, and the, the waitress comes and is like, Are, do you guys want to take any of this home? And I was like, I kind of do, but... All of it. But I... All of it. So I say no, and then the bill thing happens, and I was like, well, shit, bring the leftovers back and let me take those home. Because they, they weren't my no, they weren't my leftovers to take. And it was like it was like this whole thing. So the reason I bring it up to you is is this how Ellie works? Like, is this if I say, if I go to dinner with someone and I say, let's split the bill, am I am I, is is the understanding that we're gonna split it evenly? Because if so, I'm gonna play this very differently next time. I feel like it is. People in that LA's- is how they do it. Because well, in Ohio, if you're splitting the bill, it's like you pay for what you ordered, I pay for what I ordered. It's the same like, in North Carolina. When people do things, like you know what you did, you know what you put in, but in LA, like it's an extravagant affair, and like everyone's well off enough yeah, to handle it. We're you all know? a family. It, yeah, we're yeah, all. yeah, yeah. It's like we're in Beverly Hills. We're having a good time. Oh. You're well off. I'm, I'm well, well off. Yeah, we're you're rich. well off. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we're Let's gonna celebrate. Be okay. It's like yeah. no, no. Uh, 
No, I'm frugal. You know what? You know what? Uh, if, if I had to pay for that meal based on my current bank account, I would have 175. Who Who is the model that said like nothing tastes as good as thin feels? I, do, do you know this quote that someone's uh, like some supermodel said that one time? Kate Moss or something. As I, yeah, that might have been her. I don't know. As I was, I was as all this Naomi went down, Campbell. I was thinking nothing tastes as good as fiscal responsibility <laughs> feels. Like that's what I was. <laughs> it's not about the money. It's just about the responsibility. It's about. What's in know. my pocket? And it's about principles. I don't know. So that's my that's my LA story. I think you that's should have thrown a fit. I'm sorry. I'm not that gonna. Was your LA. I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna say it's a ringer staffer that you know. I'm not gonna do that. Um, I, 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 I said I, I no, no, no. I said I'm not. I said I'm not gonna do that, Tate. So I think I could have been said, here and I could have been in the hole also. So I'm really <laughs> you, glad I wasn't. You may there. or may not have been invited to this. <laughs> Boy, and, am I glad I and wasn't. And you there. maybe declined because you may or may not have had this happen to you before, <laughs> and you probably saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> I've learned my lesson, so uh, that's it. That's the LA life lesson. Uh, thank you for listening to the pod. We will be back next week with at least one more pod. We'll do one more podcast Monday, Monday. and then we'll probably yeah. do one. I was thinking we could do one Sunday we or something. Do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll enough. make it work. So yeah. thanks for listening. Save the crew.